Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We are back. This is our first show of 2019, and let's hope that this is the year that we get full taco disclosure. I want tacos to take over Kansas City and displace barbecue as the food of the town. I think we can make that happen this year in 2019, the year of full taco disclosure. We're on location again, coming to you this week from North Kansas City, and this week we're originating the broadcast from a sports bar, maybe the best sports bar in Kansas City. In fact, it's not only a sports bar, it's a sports museum. We'll find out this week if the tacos at this sports bar museum are museum worthy. And that makes me think of a taco museum. Can you imagine? What would a taco museum be like? It kind of makes me sad because the thought of a taco being put behind glass and never really eaten, frozen in time, saddens me. So let's not think of taco museums right now. Tacos are, of course, meant to be eaten. I think we can all agree on that. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until... The ghost of Kansas City's sports announcing legend, Bill Grigsby, says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. The Prince of Parkville. Today we'll review another great Kansas City taco place. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Let's find out what Taco Place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Chapel's Restaurant and Sports Museum in North Kansas City. Since 1986, now that was a good year, co-host and executive producer Chris Garibaldi, do you have any memories from 1986? None that I can share, Dave. It was a hard time in my life, but I'm better now. So thanks for bringing that up. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> 85 was a good year for me, but was 86 good. was bad for you. Yeah, I'd say everything from 85 to 92 was pretty bad. Okay, sorry, man. Yeah. I didn't mean to bring we'll, that up. We'll glaze over that. Okay. I would call Chapels a gem of the Northland. Would you, Chris? I would. I love this place. You said uh, maybe the best. It is absolutely the best sports bar in the city. It's the best sports bar I've ever been to. I've never seen. I mean, we were just down in the basement. We saw a bunch of trophies, footballs. We were in the office. We saw a World Series trophy. Like, where can you touch a World Series trophy, touch a Heisman trophy? We're right here next to a Heisman trophy, right by a beautiful fireplace with a nice little fire going. And this is a fantastic margarita, not to... Not to uh, jump the lead here, but the, the drinks here so far this morning, and I've had several, have been outstanding. <laughs> Chapels is located at 323 Armor Road, North Kansas City, Missouri, 64116. It is voted one of the United States' top 10 sports bars by Sports Illustrated and the Chicago Tribune. North Kansas City is booming right now, and it has become a perfect meeting spot for friends north of the river that want to meet up with friends who live south of the river. Chapels recently changed up their menu, and they've actually renovated the place. It looks beautiful, and their tacos on their menu are short rib tacos, Baja fish tacos, and chicken tacos. Sometimes when I enter Chapels, I just end up wandering around and looking at all the memorabilia in a daze, kind of just 
not even ordering any food. And I just end up in a back room somewhere staring at a old picture of George Brett and Pete Rose hugging each other. Have you ever done that when you come in here and just forget to order food and get drinks? This is my third time in chapels. This is the first time I've ever consumed anything here just because I just walk in, stare at the walls. I've spent 20, 30 minutes here. I'm sure the patrons uh, love me uh, or the owners love me because I didn't haven't spent any money in here until today. So Yeah, that that will not happen today. That, we will we will consume yes, the food we, and the drink and, and like I said, I've already had some chicken fingers for breakfast this oh, wow. morning. They were fantastic. <laughs> breakfast uh, chicken fingers? Yeah. Yeah, they're the best just chicken fingers in the city in my opinion. And then of course as I noted a couple drinks already, they were fantastic. They were tasty, very tasty. Going down quick. Well, we've got some guests here, some special taco reviewer guests. Let's meet our guests. What do you say? Absolutely. Got some very special guests joining us this week. Our first guest was born in Kansas City. She's lived in L.A. She's an actress of film and television. She's a voiceover artist. She's the marketing coordinator here at Chapels. She loves her some live music, and she's actually brought some live music here to Chapels now on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. Welcome to Taco of the Town, Ari Tenen. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here, and thanks for having us here at Chapels. I'm super excited to have you guys here at Chapels. I can't wait for you to try the tacos. I know that the fish tacos are super fresh today because they were so popular yesterday. I had to personally go to the store and get more fish. Oh. So. Nice. Really excited. Thank you. So you recently, I mean, you guys renovated the place. It looks completely different than the last time I was here, which was just about a month and a half ago. They did renovate it. I like to say it got a makeover, not a total facelift because they, the memorabilia came with the purchase, which is insane. I, I don't even know a monetary value you could put on that. But they definitely opened it up. It's a little bit brighter. And now, like you mentioned, we're putting a nightlife in here with uh, live music and events, entertainment, DJs, trivia. A lot of live music is coming through these doors, though. We're really excited about that. And you're right across the street from the Colony, which we've reviewed their tacos before. This is this area is kind of booming right now. So it's I'm glad that you guys are kind of going along with the boom. and, and Absolutely. Kind of- Getting in on the ground floor and everyone, the whole staff, a lot of them have been there, been here a long time and they're really excited. The energy is, is crazy in here. Everybody's very happy. Do you have a favorite piece of memorabilia here? That's really hard to say. I grew up around sports and I've, I've seen a lot of stuff, but nothing like this anywhere I've ever been. And um, like I said, I grew up with sports. I do think it's really impressive to have a Heisman Trophy. That is That kind of trips me out every day that there's just one sitting here. But you removed the moose head, I see. There used to be a moose head above the Heisman Trophy. It's, I believe that you guys, was that in yeah, the basement when you went the, down there? The <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I didn't know where it had been before, but I definitely, I'm okay without the moose okay. head. <laughs> I miss the moose head personally, but. So you were once a roller derby star under the name Ari Ferrari, is that correct? That's 100% correct. <laughs> All right. and, and anything from those days you want to share? You know, like you're 86 to 94. It's just a time I don't really like to discuss. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's, let's, we'll, we'll keep that packed. Let's meet our second guest here on the show. He is a man of a million voices. This is actually his third time as a guest on the show. He is the voice of many bumps here on the show. Uh, 
He's also the voice of Bigfoot in our Bigfoot Collectors Club commercial that we run here on the show. You can hear him Monday through Friday on the program with Seren Petro, 10 to 2 p.m. on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And he co-hosts the Central Bank of the Midwest pregame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB on Sunday mornings. His photographic sports knowledge knows no bounds. Welcome back to Taco the Town, Curtis Seabolt. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Uh, looking forward to the challenge of the uh, tacos this week and... Uh, they're very talented, uh, very well coached, and uh, as I said, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, I think we're going to be up to it, so time's wait, yours. Wait a minute. Coach Reed, is that you? Well, you know, I like tacos, and I like uh, sports memorabilia, so uh, that's kind of how I roll there, man. So this is our Chiefs playoff preview show. A very special taco of the town. The Chiefs are going to play the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. They've got home field advantage. Coach Reed, how are you going to get the team prepared? Well, as I say every week, uh, Colts are a very tough and talented team. They're uh, very well coached, and uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. And uh, with that, time's yours. Would you say that's how you guys roll? Uh, that is definitely how we roll, Dave. <laughs> Coach Reed, I've got a question. What do you say to the people who guarantee that you will mess up the clock and clock management during the game and, and, and blow the game because of some gaffe in clock management. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to make a mistake in that regard at some point during the game. Uh, that's how I roll. Uh, our hope is that uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes will make enough plays to kind of offset any mistakes that I might make in that regard. I, I respect the fact that you embrace your style as a coach and that you've, you've uh, got the right talent around you to to work with your coaching style. So thank you for well, addressing we, we, that. We have faith in all of our assistants, even Bob. I know a lot of folks don't have a faith in him, and uh, we believe the defense is going to play, and uh, looking forward to the challenge, and uh, again, time's yours. And Bob, <laughs> he watches a lot of cartoons during the game, right? He's he's watching uh, like Cartoon yeah. Network on his little he, pad he, there. Mary Melodies, his <laughs> favorite. <laughs> okay. Now, Huckleberry Hound, he likes to... Uh, Curtis, what would you Snagglepuss. say is more likely, a UFO appearing over Arrowhead and, and shooting a beam down and abducting Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs winning a playoff game at Arrowhead against the Indianapolis Colts? What do you think was more likely to happen this Coin Saturday? Coin <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but I... Uh, I think I've heard you talk actually on the air about this and how everyone's kind of fearing this game. Right. Am and I me again now? Yes. Yeah. I don't know who I'm supposed well, to be. You tell us. Coach, <laughs> I was about to, the coach was about to become Don Corleone. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, Curt Curtis, Curtis is back. Coach Reed just left. Uh, he's <laughs> and now you come to me and you say, uh, Coach Reed, uh, give me justice. <laughs> now... Should we be afraid? I am. I may. I'm, well, I want to be positive, but it's the Colts, and I have a lot of bad nightmare memories of I, Colts games in the past. I so. get it. I, I totally get it. I've been here for all these games. Uh, I was born and raised in this in this uh, in this city, and I was there for. I was there in 2010 when they lost to the Ravens. I was there in 03 when they didn't force the Colts to punt. I was in the stadium for the Denver game in '97. I was uh. sitting with the Broncos wives and family. I worked at a hotel here. I worked at the Westin. I was a valet attendant and the Broncos were in that hotel. And so that morning, my boss managed to get two tickets from Ray Crockett's family. We sat in that with the Bronco fans and watched that game. I get the, the terror. 
I get the when they, you've lost six straight games at home, longest losing streak, home losing streak ever in football history. They had lost 1.8 playoff games in a row, longest streak ever. I understand the the fear, but what I would appeal to people is nobody from those games, except for maybe the the, the you know the last couple of years, but no one from those torture games, those Colts games, is here. You know that it's what happened in '97 doesn't matter to the team this year. What happened in 95 doesn't matter. Jim Harbaugh and Peyton Manning aren't going to walk through that tunnel onto that field. And the one guy who is going to walk through that tunnel on that field is Patrick Mahomes. And that's the guy they've never had in this game before. He tilts the field. He's the one thing that, that the Chiefs have that no other team to this point has been able to offset. So I, I get people wanting to kind of – it's also kind of a defense mechanism. People want to – you know, if you, if you expect that you don't bad, care. Then when the yeah. bad comes, you darn is bothered by it. And yeah. if they win, hey, it's a great surprise. But as much you may gird yourself for the worst defeat ever, when it happens, you're still going to be pissed. You might as well enjoy this amazing week and what's happening this week, and, and just just try to try try to be positive. Can you just try to be positive? And uh, but but I get it, man. I I I understand what it's like. Just when you see the Colts, like oh, not the Colts. But everyone says, well, not the Chargers again. Oh, not the Ravens again. Oh, not. They're going to get somebody good. It's the playoffs. Everyone's good. But they're the best team in football, and they have the best player in football, and they're playing at home. Are you, are you a Chiefs fan? App have been since, since birth. Yeah, awesome. You grew my, up my, when I grew up, uh, this is a fun story. The year I was born, my parents lived in a, a Somerset Village, an apartment complex in Raytown. And that was where the Chiefs players lived in the offseason, or, 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 or during the season. You know, they didn't have enough money. They didn't make enough money back then to... to have a home where they were from and in KC a lot of them so a lot of them during the season they stayed in apartment complexes and Somerset Village in Raytown was where most of the 1966 Chiefs stayed so as I was growing up as, as I was an infant my family lived in the same apartment complexes the, as the Chiefs the year they went to the first Super Bowl so I, I've been in Lynn Dawson has held me as a baby wow. so I, I no my, way my affiliation with the Chiefs goes back almost to birth did uh, Bill Grigsby ever hold you as a baby he might have <laughs> well that did would he ever be... feed you a bottle <laughs> <laughs> with a little nip in it Ari I have he a question um, would you rather have a Chiefs win? This coming weekend, uh, playoff weekend, or would you rather have Trent Green back as the quarterback <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, my love for the Chiefs goes well before my love for Trent Green. Oh, okay. My uh, grandfather was one of the first season ticket holders. Mm, nice. At oh, wow. Arrowhead. And my dad's family went to that first Super Bowl. They actually stayed in what was up until just about eight years ago in downtown LA. It was a Holiday Inn. Now it's all poshed out. Um, to go see that first, like, drove across the country. That's cool. So I've definitely been a Chiefs fan for a very, very long time. And also, and I, it's so hard to talk about because I don't want to, like, jinx anything because I get a little bit superstitious, a little stitious. Um, but the way that Kansas City, and I've been to a lot of cities, and I've been to Super Bowls and championships game, championship games when the Royals won, how amazing to have that many people in an area and, and not, you know, terrorize it and not right. have fights and not that other cities are bad but Kansas City just has that amazing quality just to imagine that the Chiefs being in that same like sea of red instead of sea of blue yes. here would be really just a phenomenal thing to see anywhere I thought for sure growing up that we'd see a Chiefs Super Bowl before we saw another World Series and that was just so crazy that we got a World Series championship before the Chiefs yeah. 
they seemed kind of destined in the early 90s that yeah. once they got it. But I've always felt that in 95, the Colt loss kind of stuck a nail in the heart. That, that Up until that point, I think the Chiefs fans felt there was an inevitability that they were going to do that. They were going to get there. Marty that was going to get us there. to the Colts here, I think, put a a nail in a coffin, and then the loss two, year, two years later to the Broncos. I don't, yeah. I don't think Chiefs fans have ever felt that ever since that happened. It's been 20 years. And because of those two games kind of started it up, and things that have happened since then have made it even worse. But there isn't that feeling of inevitability anymore. And com- now, it's, in fact, it's the complete opposite. Everyone just says, well, here. yesterday when the Colts were up 21-0, I said, I guess the Colts are coming to KC. Let the pants crapping begin. <laughs> and everyone's like, yep, already started. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, Gross. now we have the quarterback. <laughs> but it's what it happens. Oh, the Colts, damn it. I was at that Lynn Elliott game in the stands, oh. freezing my feet off. It was a bad game oh. on top of everything. It just wasn't a oh. good game. Seven yeah. degrees and yeah. seven point. That was the last playoff game I'd been to until we went to the Titans game last year. Oh, that was a hoot, too, wasn't it? <laughs> Someone on Twitter I just saw today said, uh, you know what they should do? They should invite Lynn Elliott to that game. You know, just burn down all the ghosts, all, all, the, all the demons at once. I'm like, but you can't announce it before the game. That's something after they win. Hey, Lynn Elliott was here. Lynn Elliott was here the whole time. Imagine if they introduced him before the game and then they lost again. He'd be torn to shreds. <laughs> I feel like he wants nothing to do no. with the Chiefs. <laughs> no. These guys, when they opened here, their first Chiefs game, they were absolutely, I mean, being not from Kansas City, first of all, they didn't get how, like, rabid, you know, Kansas City fans are. Oh, the new owners? Yes, the new owners here at Chapel, sorry. They were terrified of a Chiefs loss. They were, I thought, I was like, wow, these guys are good sports. You know, the, you know, one of them's from San Diego, and, and I thought, well, you know, why did they... What you know, game was it? Was it was the Chargers the, game? The first Monday night game. Was, oh, the Denver game. The Denver, Denver game in Denver. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And it was really busy. You know, of course, it was crazy in here. And they were so nervous that if like we would be cursed if the Chiefs <laughs> lost that game. And you could Sometimes see the relief happens. happen after. I thought, oh, that's what this was about. Okay, got it. Burn everything. Yeah. So let's go around the table. Ari, you've said that your all-time favorite, most beautiful Chiefs player, you, you love Trent Green, correct? <laughs> yes, I do. I feel like he's mad at me right now because I had to answer that question. No, uh, Chris, I do. who's your uh, hottest Chiefs player of all time? Well, by all means, it's Warren Moon, of course. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've said that several times on the show. It's no, no secret. Okay, Curtis. Uh, I'm going to go Brian Waters. <laughs> Great. He's good. Good, good Big guy's got to stick together, he's, he's man. Good. I don't know. I, I, had, I had not. I'm 52. That's the the last 35 seconds is the longest I've ever spent thinking about that question. <laughs> so uh, the only time I've spent thinking about that question. So I'm going with uh, Louis Aguiar, punter. Uh, yeah. He had a nice mustache, nice mullet. Uh, I'm going Louis Aguiar. Oh, can I change my? How about oh, yeah. Gary Barbaro, the greatest mullet <laughs> in NFL history? Okay. What number was Gary? 26. Barber? 26. Just recently, a couple of years back, uh, uh, inducted into the Chiefs Ring of Honor. Still looks like he can play. Does he but, still have uh, a mullet? I no, he doesn't now. Oh, that sucks. I mean, just Google Gary Barbaro, nineteen seventy-seven or whatever, <laughs> and just enjoy. Who's who's the recent lineman for the Chiefs that was? His last name was Allen. Is that right? Jared uh, Allen. Not Jared Allen. Jeff Allen. There's Jeff a Jeff Allen, Allen. He's so, current current chief. Yeah, one time my kids and I were driving the car. My kids hate sports, and we were listening to the Chiefs game on the radio. And the guy, the well, the announcer for the Chiefs, I forget his name. Mitch Holtis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it is Mitch Holtis. He was going on and on about. Sorry, what was his name? Allen? Jeff Allen. Jeff Allen. And my kids are like, 
that guy really loves Jeff <laughs> Allen. Like, what does this guy and Jeff Allen have going on? Because he's just like, Jeff. And it was like, he's a lineman, right? And yeah, like every. He was here, then he left, then he came back. Two minutes, yeah. He was mentioning Jeff Allen. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. So, Ari, we've got these tacos. They're showing up here. Oh, my goodness. Look at these tacos. These look and smell wow. really, really good. Perfectly timed. Great setup, Oh, wow. Too. So, sports bars. Let's let's talk sports bars. What is the what is the one thing you guys all look for in a good sports bar? What what does a good sports bar need to have? Well, I think you you always have to have camaraderie and people that are there. I mean, even in any city, there were Chiefs bars in Los Angeles that you know you wouldn't believe because LA is not. It wasn't a football town anyway. And um, people from opposing teams can still come in and have a good time. But, you know, you just want that energy. I think that it's a, that's the most, that's key when you have a sports bar to know when to pay attention to the game and, and still have fun at the same time. I'm going to go with televisions. You got to have televisions. <laughs> yeah, television would be, <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch it on the radio, I guess. That'd be, unless I was announcing it. Yeah. And then, that would sound good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, what's the one thing a sport, a good sports bar needs to have? Obviously, adequate TVs for whatever the event is. If it's the NCAA tournament, you want to have, you want to make sure all the games are on and good food. Uh, doesn't that be great food? Usually, good food, but service is is important. I mean, the ability because if you're packed in for an event, and that can if you don't get good service, that's off that's often overlooked in, in a lot of places of that that's nature. True. Because well, we got we got a million TVs and we got great drink specials and we got you know, food, but you but I. Can't can't get the food because I'm still waiting for the last two beers I ordered. I mean, that's a big, yeah, that's a big plus. Chris, what's your uh, go-to sports bar must-have? Well, first of all, access to a, a TV from wherever I'm sitting is key. So a key key place to see. But service is really important. I, I walked in here this morning before I sat down. I had menus. And he had already asked me what I, I was like walking to the chair. I went to he said, what do you want to drink? So I used to be a waiter. It's really important to keep every, keep people wet is what they say. Keep their, keep their, you know, glasses full mm -hmm. basically at all times. And the service here has been outstanding ever since I walked in the door. Do you like it when like, uh, they have little noise makers, like when your team scores and they press a bell and it goes, awooga, awooga. Are you into that? I don't think I've ever experienced that. Do or they like, have that ling, here? Ling, 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 no, like if there's do. a touchdown. We we do shots here for oh, touchdowns. Shots. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's your, a noise maker. We, your own yeah. noise. Yes. The noise varies, but how you react to the shot. We don't have a, a cowbell or anything. But. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe think about getting an awooga, awooga. An awooga specifically. Or like a horn, an old-timey horn. <laughs> well, I like when like, you do it. Can you just come here and do my, it? <laughs> my friend Robert Gordon, my late friend from high school, had a, yeah, in high school, we had hit a bright orange 73 Camaro, and it was in a souped-up engine, super high performance, and he had the ooga horn on the front. That was a thing everyone loved the most is like all oh, Gordon Ayers here awesome <laughs> it was so it was he was so all the money he put into that mo into that engine and the paint and the tires and wheels and transmission it, the best thing he was he loved the most was that damn horn probably cost him five bucks at a you know swap and shop on a Saturday or something well it was he important it. to have the juxtaposition right a bitch and Camaro yeah. and then have and your, then the a bitch and Camaro right <laughs> yes it's, can I say that in today's uh, culture in that, can in you form, still I say think. bitch and Camaro yeah, or is bitch sure. and kind of a cheap song. Like is it okay? Bitches. I like it. I don't know if it's right. okay, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> All right, so guys, it's 2019. It's a new taco year. Last year was the year of the taco. I'm hoping that 2019 will be the year we have full taco disclosure and everything taco related will up the ante a little bit and tacos will become more of a part of all of our lives here in 2019. How do you plan to make 2019 the year 
a full taco disclosure in your lives. Well, I did think about this. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that if I just follow you around long enough, that it will happen. Like follow me around in a car? Yeah. And you remember the van that we were talking about earlier? Oh, the van. Something along those lines, possibly. You're going to drive the van? I can drive a van. Okay. I've driven a U-Haul. I can drive a van. So you're going to follow me around in just wherever I eat tacos, you are going to follow my lead. I think that's probably the best laid plan. I think you're right. That's a great idea. I don't think you'll notice me. I have, you know, I'm going to say in the last week, I've I probably have eaten tacos every day and maybe twice a day for like five days straight. That's how I'm going to do it then is follow you. Okay. Curtis? <laughs> I, I, I think you will notice her. Rearview <laughs> <laughs> mirror. Looks back. There's this blonde woman behind the wheel of a van with this look. <laughs> and following you. And then a couple times she okay. I mean, doesn't notice I'm breaking and she hits me. And, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Curtis, um, you you make tacos at home a lot. You make homemade tacos. I Are do. you going to increase and occasionally that? Occasionally, I, I incur the wrath of people who think I'm using bogus ingredients. But you know, hate is going to hate, yo. So <laughs> I actually argued with someone on Twitter for. You've been sparring with people on Twitter day. a lot lately. I've What's become a on? little less um, leery of putting out my political and social <laughs> views on Twitter. More likely to to I guess battle with people and. Every once in a while, someone just is stupid. Is it and true that usually, you've been rap battling with people as well? Yeah, I, I usually will, th- will throw down a beat here and there. <laughs> One, two, three, into the four. Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is Snoop. at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. So I will occasionally bust out a rhyme here and there. But normally, like people say, well, just ignore the idiots, which I usually do. But some people are so damn stupid, like I, I, I can't just ignore you. I have to drag you out into the center of the room and show everyone how dumb you are. I did, for some reason, some, some things I just can't, especially if they come at me about something. So I, I've, once a week, I seemingly find myself in, in uh, some kind of battle with someone. What kind of but, ingredients were they making? Oh, bogus. Oh, your, your store-bought sour cream. I'm like, what, did you make your own sour cream? Who makes their own sour cream? So I got, I got it out of a, a carton. Wait, somebody was saying, was, yeah, that much, why don't you make your own sour cream? Yeah, I was like, cream. my sour cream. And, and the let, that lettuce looks kind of brown. And uh, How would you the, the, the shells, I'm like, cream. yeah. You need who, your own cow? Who are you? You know, it's like, go away. So, but that, that's, that's, that's what happens. Look, I, I have livestock at my home, and I'm not sure how to make sour cream. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. Uh, you have ducks. You none have of my chickens. livestock produces milk. <laughs> so that could be part of the problem. That's, Unless can you, you can milk a cat. Can milk a cat, so maybe a cat milk sour cream. <laughs> Is that what they were suggesting? I just flashed back to meet the parents when yeah. you said that. I have nipples, Greg. <laughs> Can you milk me? <laughs> Chris, are you planning on doing anything different in 2019 from what you did in 2018? Taco I'm going to do a lot of things differently between the two years, and I'll do a lot of things the same. The one thing that will be very similar is uh, I'll be following you as well, Dave, on Taco the Town. So. Oh, you're just following me on the show, not in a car? Yeah. Or will you No, follow? yeah, I'm just going to use the internet. I'm not going to actually follow <laughs> you. Um, but again, you know, you could do worse than to have Ari following you around in a van. Right. If, my, if, I, if I were you, I would stop and let her catch up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That is so sweet. That is sweet. We, Very sweet. We should strive for talk coordination this year. Yeah. Oh, to, wow. To coordination. I like great. word mashups. All right, so now's the time on the show for a new segment. This is called Taco the Town Sports Corner or Tacoing About Sports. Let's hit the sounder. 
All right, guys. This is, of course, the segment on Taco the Town where we talk about the 1983 album Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you think? Best song on sports. Hip to be square. Is That's that on not her? on sports. I just knew who Huey Lewis and the News was, though. That's, <laughs> That's a great song, though. That is actually on four. F-O-R-E exclamation point, which was the follow-up to sports. I want a new drug. Hey, that's what I was going to go with. That's my favorite <laughs> jam on, on sports. It's an album called Sports. Okay. Do you have any memories of listening to oh, I Want a New Drug? Or you like the music video? Or why would you say that's your favorite song on sports? Because I know it. And well, yeah, that's it, I think. I was going to say you might go with Harder Rock and Roll. <gasps> that's a good one. Okay. Um, Curtis? Heart and Soul. Oh, Ooh. that's a great jam. Great video. Soul. Great video. The opening up the doors, mm-hmm. dancing at the party. Ugh, I, I live up. my life like that video. I try to. Got a good hook to be to square. Great You know, the story about I Want a New Drug is that uh, Ray Parker Jr. stole I Want a New Drug for Correct. the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah. And he got sued for it because it was the same beat. What was, so it was the Ghostbusters theme? Yeah. Like, da 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 the baseline to Ghostbusters is the same baseline as I want a new drug. Really? Oh, yeah, it is. So then the next time when that came around, Huey was like, I'm going to make my own movie song. And that's when he came up with the Back to the Future. Uh, back uh, in time. Back in time and uh, Power of Love. <laughs> Power of Love. Yeah. That was in Back to the Future? Yep. Okay. Power of Love, yeah. I don't know Back to the Future very well. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I know Ghostbusters really well. Oh yeah. So <laughs> okay, Chris. When, so when he, when he was, was when he was being sued, did he say, "Who are you going to call? A uh, lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, he called up Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who are you going to call? Gonna call my lawyer? <laughs> Ow! I ain't afraid of no lawsuit. We did that with one of our Stump the Chumps parody songs I did was I Want a New Doug for Doug Stewart. Which <laughs> was no longer on, on the show, but that was one of my favorites. Chris, what's your favorite uh, sports song? Walking on a Thin Line. Oh, that's yeah, a good that's a great one. Yeah. I, I cheated. I did look up the song list. Our other guests did not have to do that. Because he took our phones away. I did. I actually, <laughs> it's like we were entering the, you know. Executive the, producer Chris Garavalli uh, confiscates all telephones. And then I go through them. I start looking through their photos real fast. <laughs> yeah, walking on a Thin Line is a very serious song. It's about the Vietnam War and Vietnam vets coming home and not being able to assimilate to society. That was Hue- That's really? what Huey was trying to say oh, in that song. I think I've, I've told this story before. There was a guy, speaking of mullets, there was a guy who, when I was in the dorm at uh, University of Missouri, we would eat our meals with. And a friend of mine and I were always into indie rock, and we were kind of cynical assholes, and we had never really listened to a lot of classic rock. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody introduced us to Boston One, and we had never really heard a lot of the songs off of Boston One, and we started listening to it incessantly. We went down to our meal, and we greeted our friend who had a mullet and we said um, hey have you ever heard Boston <laughs> like these two indie rock assholes are like have you ever heard Boston one of course this guy <laughs> listened to Boston one since he was born and he said yeah it's a fucking greatest hits album and, and that kind of stuck with us so any album that has just like hit after hit after hit especially if it's a debut we refer to yes yeah. as a, a fucking greatest hits album and I would argue that sports definitely falls oh, yeah. under that classic Billy Joel the Stranger is a greatest hits album greatest that hits every, album. every song I'm like oh yeah, I know that one. Right said Fred up. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly. You know, Blood sugar sex magic, you might argue. Yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. At least the first 10 tracks. Fucking greatest hits album. Really any Enya album. Killers, oh, yeah. Hot Fuss. I'd say those are all yeah, hits. Very good. Maroon 5 had an album that basically every song on it made them billions of dollars. There's many out there. Reckless. Uh, Brian Adams' Reckless. Van Halen's first album. Oh, there's there's a couple Halen that you, like, you just go yeah. front to back. If you can go front to back and then not without thinking what's the next, you know, let's, let's, what, what, what should I change to? It's a great album. Yeah. And that's that, one of those few that are like that. Taylor Swift's 19... I won't bring up 86 anymore, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for talking sports with me. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Here's the time of the show called The Taco Ticker. This is where we check the taco news stories of mm-hmm. the week. Guys, want to check the taco ticker? I love the ticker. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Taco ticker story number one. Chipotle had its first ever float in the 130th Rose Bowl parade this year. Chipotle Mexican Grill brought its mission to cultivate a better world to life through a rose parade float made with its real ingredients on New Year's Day. The float featured a giant red tractor symbolizing the work of local farms and was ridden by growers and suppliers of ingredients for Chipotle restaurants. Joining the farmers was the Grammy-winning rock band Portugal the Man, performing hits like Feel It Still and Live in the Moment. You guys Portugal the Man fans? Never heard of them. Not sure I know who that is. They've won a Grammy. We know that. So they have singers on Rose Bowl floats just like in the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Are they lip syncing like in the Thanksgiving Day Parade? You guys ever watch the Rose Bowl Parade? I do watch the Rose Bowl Parade. I didn't ever stop to think. I'm assuming that they're lip syncing over, at least singing over a track. Yeah. That's not really cheating in a parade. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I, yeah, parades are a lower standard of performance, I, I would say. So the Rose Bowl I, is yeah. where all the floats are made with flowers. Ro- flowers. Roses. Mm-hmm. But this time, this ro- the Chipotle float was made out of approximately 200 pounds of chili flakes, ground onion seeds, cumin, cloves, oregano, and bay leaves, ground white rice, and 100 pounds of lemons. All mm. organic material. You got, would you guys ever eat... A Rose Bowl float, like pieces of it, if you were hungry? I'd it. have to be either really, really hungry or really, really drunk. Would you lick the it? Odds of, of Just to see if it was I real. would lick it. I would lick it. Sure, I'll lick a float. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? On a dare? <laughs> I, I just actually, someone just, just dare me. And I'll do as long as it's not cold reason. and your tongue got stuck to the float. Oh, which wouldn't happen. It's in, in Southern California. California. Yeah, I attended the Rose Bowl parade. I actually sat, really? sat in the stands and sat very close to uh, the guy who played Jimmy James on um, news radio. He's also uh, in the show Office or the movie Office Space as the weirdo guy. And then Newman on um, Seinfeld was there as well. They were there together. <laughs> With their was he in Office Space? Yeah, I'm trying to place this. Um, the weird guy in Office Space, the one who's like makes a big deal about his stapler. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's a uh, um, Stephen Root. Stephen yes. Root. I was, so I was he was there. Was to my radio. Yeah, he Root. was. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember I, I was, him in news radio. I, I was, was told I could listen to the radio. Oh yeah, he was. Okay. She does her filing, and I will do my collating. Have you guys ever been on a float before in parades? I have not. You all have done so many more cool things than me. I apparently have done nothing in my life. About attending the Rose Bowl parade? Yeah, beats me. I, I, I attended the Raytown Roundup Days parade in like 1984. It was, Stanley, that was Kansas it. used to have the Stanley Stampede. They don't have that anymore. Uh, uh, I once wrote a parade. It was a homecoming parade float, and I played the drums on it. And we did that live. We didn't, we didn't lip sync. We played live, and we drove all the way through Stanley, Kansas. Legit. I played drums on my senior talent show. That's the coolest thing I ever did. I peaked it. 
at 17. Yes, go, attending the Rose Bowl parade is cool. It is cool. I, I haven't been on a float like that. I've, well, I wasn't, wait, hold on. I was not on a float in the Rose Bowl parade. <laughs> <laughs> this story is awesome. This is about being on this Rose, Rose Bowl float, Chris. Did I you was perform? the queen of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I got to sit on a float. I got to command everyone to lick the lemons on my float and... That's basically it. And people gave me $1,000 every time. That's awesome. Every block. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Strong. That's I got a to really... be in the circus. What's that? You I got were... to be in the circus. Well, that's cooler than... Barnum and Bailey? Mm-hmm. In the in circus? Or you attended mm-hmm. the circus? What'd you do? My, <laughs> I think it must have been at Kemper Arena. or, yeah. or at, My mom was working there, and they let me and my brother like ride the elephants at the end of the circus. Oh, my God. And they and then there was a train or something. I was very small. I don't remember all this. But for a minute, they, they lost us. <laughs> Like the circus lost my mom's wow. children. <laughs> We're okay. Like backstage. Yeah, I guess. I know we got. I mean, I do remember riding on an elephant, and um, then they kind of lost track of us. But we were in the circus at the end That's when they awesome. say goodbye and everybody comes out, like all the poodles and everybody comes out. I oh, I thought idea. you were gonna say eight years later. You you, you trained with the circus for eight years. <laughs> wow! And then they finally found your parents. But now you know I how to do a so. triple axle. Yeah. Oh, here they are. <laughs> Let's get back to the taco ticker here. Taco ticker story number two. This is a Taco Bell story. We talk a lot of Taco Bell here on the show. They're always in the news cycle. This is a uh, story from Oklahoma City. There was a shooting at a Taco Bell. Police are searching for a man who fired several shots through a Taco Bell drive-through window when he did didn't get the taco sauce he wanted. It happened around 1.30 a.m. last Monday at the Taco Bell near Southwest 59th and South Penn Street in Oklahoma City. When officers got to the scene of the shooting, they learned what led up to the bizarre ordeal. It appears that there was some type of confrontation with an employee through the drive-thru. A man was complaining about not getting enough sauce or not getting any taco sauce and was very upset, said Sergeant Gary Knight with the Oklahoma City Police Department. According to the police, the suspect then fired at least one round of gunshots through the drive through window. The suspect then entered the business, got out, and came inside the business. I guess this is a 24-hour Taco Bell, which is not a very good idea. No. The employees locked themselves in the bathroom. He apparently left. It's unclear exactly what he did while he was in there as they were hiding. The restaurant was left with shattered glass and a boarded-up drive through window. No employees were hurt by the bullets. Anytime you've got people inside of a business and some person decides for whatever reason to fire bullets into the business, that makes for a very dangerous situation and we're extremely Extremely fortunate that nobody was hurt. So far, no arrests have been made. I think we've all been there where they don't give you enough sauce, but... I've never thought to bust a cap. You know, no. Let me no. get my gat. This might be an appropriate time for me to plug uh, the music video that I just appeared in, Devil and the Gun, by Poster Children, which touches on the topics of, of gun control in this country. And maybe we shouldn't have as many guns if we're, start- if we're starting to shoot at Taco yeah. Bells. Maybe we've got a few too many bullets. A lot of bad guns. things happen at Taco Bell at 1.30 a.m. Did the, did the guy get his sauce eventually? I think he did. I think he did. So I it was he effective. Got, he, he got a handful and, yeah. Oh, there was no arrest made or anything. No. This was no. just a way to get people's attention. Right. Everybody was cool with it. You ever oh. been there where you're sitting there and you kind of are waving like they forgot to give you sauce and you're waving and they just don't look back and you're like, what are you supposed to do if they never look back out the window? Didn't you once, you Dave? Don't shoot you the don't window. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get attention. I mean, in case you don't know the answer to that, it's not. Oh, you don't the shoot the window. Oh, well, he got his sauce, I bet. You tell yeah, a story that's... about going to a Taco Bell and they turn the lights off on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So would you, if you had had a firearm in your car, would you have shot into the window? 
either. I don't know. I've never had a firearm. Well, no, that's not true. I once had a fake gun underneath my driver's seat, and I didn't know it was there until I got pulled over, and the cops found it, and they thought I was hiding the fake gun, and they detained me on the side of the road for a couple hours, but that's a whole other story. That's yeah. a great story. What happened? <laughs> How did that story end? They thought I was a copper thief. And they were copper, like... like- in houses? Yeah, they thought I was going around stealing copper out of houses. With a fake gun? With a fake gun. Because you're eight? <laughs> <laughs> right. Why would you need a gun to steal copper out of a house? I don't know. They pulled me over, and they're like, we know what you're doing out there, and we know you've got accomplices out there in the woods. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're the fake gun Where copper bandit we've all heard about. <laughs> and they're like, well, then we can we can search your car, right? We're not going to find any copper? I'm like, yeah, you won't find any copper. But they they searched my car. They had tore it apart. and then they found, But they found the fake gun, and it looked like a real good because I have a bunch of movie props and stuff in my car and uh, probably when we were filming Brothers Krong movie right. like Curtis was in and they found ago. this fake gun <laughs> and they're like what's this you lied to us you're we're keeping and unfortunately here. there was a scene in the Brothers Krong in which he does copper and of course there was a big yeah. coil of copper and of in the course back I had too. a lot of copper in there <laughs> stealing <laughs> and uh, you know it was, in a hostage it was a whole ordeal. And, you know. <laughs> but I explained to him it was all movie hostage. props copper hostage a copper hostage a copper, uh, hostage wrapped in copper he was wearing, he was wearing copper fit <laughs> this is a very underwear. weird story yeah it was weird time where did this it was happen? a weird time in my life was it after 86 last week it was yeah it was a couple weeks ago 86 to 92 <laughs> it's, it's a bad in that span. pocket well thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me let's uh Take a quick break. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, folks. Dave from Taco the Town here. Let me tell you a little bit about Lotus Pool Records. Did you know that Lotus Pool wants to be your record label? They have a treasure trove of countless euphoric epiphanies awaiting your discovery. An eclectic collection of magically beautiful music that is not afraid to challenge you as much as it wants to earn your respect. Its artists work incessantly to produce perfect albums. Albums that want to be your best kept secret. Sample the entire Lotus Pool catalog for free at lotuspool.com. Enjoy Voice of Action's self-titled dish of sexy rock. Poster Children's critically acclaimed political sledgehammer, Grand Bargain. Chris Cardwell's deeply sincere debut, Burning Heart. The siren song seduction of Heidi Lynn Gluck's Pony Show. And the brilliantly remastered re-releases of Zoom's Helium Octopede, produced by Greg Sage of The Wipers, and Rockin' in Rio, now available on 8-Track. Once you've discovered the magic of Lotus Pool music, please share it with your friends. Some secrets are too good to keep. Check them out today at lotuspool.com. It's time to play Town of the Taco. This is where we take a Kansas City topic, pull it out of the Kansas City Cup, and discuss it. You guys want to play Town of the Taco? I would like to. I'm excited and nervous. Okay. <laughs> That's usually me all the time. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. All right, Ari, I'll let you go first. Okay. Pick a uh, Kansas City topic. Okay. Read it and we'll, we'll discuss. Oh, this is hard. Things that bug you about KC. Things that bug you, you about yeah. Kansas City. Things that bug you about Kansas City. Is there anything that bugs you about Casey? Do we all go? I'm trying to think of something right now. It's been so positive for me that, I mean, you can't be mad at a city for not having an ocean, you know, really. I can't think of it. They do have oceans of fun. They do have oceans of fun. (laughs) I guess what would kind of, it sounds really bad about me, but uh, people are so, so polite here. It's almost, I, I'm like curious why they're smiling at me. And I'm like, are you going to stab me? And they're just really, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? They're generally very polite. Like just walking around, it's like, oh, you forgot something. And I said, what? 
It's like your smile. I'm like, oh my god, why oh, are you? That, but it's nice though, yeah. so it doesn't bug me. It may, it bothers me about me that I'm not as nice as everybody else that walks around. How long did you live in LA, and then I mean, then you moved back to KC? So. I've been back in Kansas City almost nine years. So I lived in LA for quite a while, and growing up in Houston and Minnesota and Arizona. So I was born here and just kind of okay. sports bratted around everywhere. Sports brat, is that when you followed Huey Lewis and the news around on tour? That is, I During followed. the sports tour? <laughs> yeah, it was like this big. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And yeah, definitely. I will say, this isn't fair, but a really cool thing about Kansas City and this place in general that I just learned, being in so many cities and around championships like we talked about with the Royals, people going a little nuts. This building has at one point almost burned down. And when that happened, people, the businesses around, the neighbors around, they came in, took the memorabilia out to save it oh, no and way. give it back to Jim Chapel. That you don't hear no. about. I mean, you think that's that you would take Kansas it to City get rid thing, of. Yeah. So I, that is, that's the opposite of the topic. I'm sorry, but it made me think of that. Curse, <laughs> do you have anything that bugs you about KC? Well, there's not much. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess at various times, we, we're not sure what kind of city we want to be or how we want to identify ourselves. We have, at various times, uh, an equal over-adherence to the, the cow town thing, I think. I think sometimes that's a little overplayed, and it, it gives people something of a bad image of what this city is. It's much more of a metropolitan city than I think people from outside of the town get, and part of that is because we, we, you know, we almost over-embrace the cow town part of it, but at the same time, we also have uh, a, a an ir- or I guess some, some something of a, gel- a jealousy about the the East Coast elite, so they, they look down on us, and we don't often don't I don't think understand our own role in that. We're we're still kind of trying to figure out what we think we are as a city, and I, I think we could be a better a more metropolitan city if we just kind of acted like it at times. I don't think we have to lose what makes what, what you talked about and the positives. I don't think we have to lose that part. The people are here are always going to be like that, but tr- you know we, we don't have to think of ourselves as country bumpkins if we don't think that. The rest of the country might not think that. Yeah. Do you think that's a bit of a defense mechanism, though, that people, that we embrace that or sort of put that shield around us so that it kind of keeps oh, yeah, sure. the people on the left and right coast from coming in? Probably, to, to a degree, because we've been hurt by them or by their words or their whatever. But, and, and I'm sure there's a little bit of that. But Indianapolis, there's no reason why we couldn't be Indianapolis when it comes to business and, you know, sports and stuff like that. And there's no reason we couldn't. But we, or Minneapolis, or, for, or, that, for that matter. It's yeah, a great town. Exactly. Yeah. Wish, wish, wish we'd think a little bit more of what of what we can be as a, as a city. I'll, I'll say I, I spend a lot of time outside of this city in a lot, almost every city in this country. This is the best city by far to live in and to be in. And, and I'm not in too much of a hurry for it to change its its perspective or its, its identity. Because I think the identity is the core of what you two have gotten to throughout the course of this show, which is just good people, nice people. And, you know, we may have points of difference but we talk those through honestly mm-hmm. and uh, openly, whereas you don't you don't get that anywhere else. No. So I, I'd much take that over pretense any day. Uh, it is a, unlike any city in the country I can think of, in which in which almost half the population lives on either side of a state line. It's it's an historic Civil War Kansas Missouri thing. I mean, there, there's no other city that has that dynamic, and and sometimes I. I I think it's too much made of it, but I kind of like it. I mean, it's, it's, it, there's no other town in the country that, that, that does yeah. that. We usually keep it pretty much on the rails. We don't go crazy with it, but uh, 
That's one of the things I kind of like. I'm, we're getting off track of what doesn't. Well, but but, but the, there's, there's not much to not like about this town. So it's hard to have a long discussion about what we don't like about it because there's so much of it's good. That's why we're here. But the, the copper thievery yeah, is a problem. Okay, well, it was <laughs> orange barrels. Time of my life. I'm trying that's to get huge, past that, okay? That bugs me. <laughs> copper thievery, orange copper barrels. thievery. Too much copper thieves. True story. <laughs> uh, my neighbors who just built their house, uh, they moved in, I think, about a year ago. While they were building it, a guy broke into it and stole a bunch of copper out of it. So it truly... And Dave has Dave. been over to my house several times. <laughs> that Dave. was that summer that I s- stayed over at your place a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So now I'm starting to Glad put two and two together. <laughs> All right, Curtis. Yep, let's have mine. you pull one. Favorite street in Kansas City. What is your favorite street in Kansas City? Wow. Favorite street or favorite street name? A favorite a favorite drag, main drag? I'll, I'll, I'll give a tip of the cap to 39th Street between State Line and Bell. It's the greatest smelling block in, in the entire city. Where from, jazz from, is? From jazz to the Bronx and everything in between. Uh, that, I think that's a neat, it's impossible to ever park there. Right. <laughs> and actually get into some of these places sometimes around the corner, Genghis Khan. I mean, that, that's, that, that's a really neat little place. I love that area. Place. Yeah. And no matter what you like food wise, uh, there's something there for you. And the people who live in that area, it's just such a laid back kind of you know, chill vibe there. I, I love hanging out there. I, I live too far away from it to really be there on a regular basis, but that, that would be, my, that would be my, my street. Ari? I don't really know the street names very well. Um, and by the way, when I first moved back here, I, when you go to Los Angeles, there's a street called Sepulveda. And being from the Midwest, I called it Sepulveda. <laughs> and so they're like, where are you from? And then here, Wyandotte. When I see it, it was, uh, what's Viendote? You know, like you say it in Spanish. So, <laughs> yeah, because that's how you would say it in Spanish. So I was very confused with the street names. Um, I did just see, is it something down near the plaza? Like, is it Word something? Where well, all these, there's these crazy houses that look like, um, oh, yeah. and, and the Fancy. trees and everything. I don't know if they're homes or museums or what they are, but the smell of it is, you know, when you get off the plane from the East Coast to the West Coast and you smell like the Midwest, that street yeah. really smells like it a lot. So that or the, the street that gets you out of the airport. <laughs> Can you describe that smell? Well, it's kind of just like cut grass and, and rain yeah. and, you know, just green, I guess. And wood, wood fireplaces in the in the winter. Yeah, that's Chestnuts. pretty good. Chestnuts. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, it, it smells like Peanut fresh, butter. you know. Six, Not, 63rd Street into no. the plaza on Ward Parkway is no. pretty yeah, Ward Parkway is amazing. And, and they're like, I think that must be what it was called. All the houses look like they're, they're uh, uh, apartment complex, like leasing offices. They're all huge. And yeah. they're older. It's, a, yeah. it's neat it's that amazing. it has history. You know, a lot of places. It's, it's where Pendergast's house was. It's still there, yeah, right on Ward Parkway. I don't know. Who? Uh, Tom Pendergast, the old uh, crime boss. He was oh, a, okay. a corrupt politician who yeah. actually helped the city grow to greatness in his day. Uh, He's the man that filled Brush Creek with concrete. That's yeah, why he was it's a just concrete magnate. <laughs> like 10 feet deep. There are bodies buried there. But. Kansas City has some history with, with a little bit of oh, yeah. sophisticated crime. A smidge. Yeah. 
Chris, do you have a favorite street? I mean, we're on Armour Road. This is a good road. I love Armour Road. Is coming up, up and coming yeah. is probably going to be a, a new street of mine. I like the Paseo, personally. Um, I used to walk the Paseo. When I was younger uh, in Kansas City, there's a lot of history there. There's like back when segregation was at its height, there's a lot of like hotels that James Brown and all the tremendous black artists that have played in the city used to stay. And so there was a whole city aside from Kansas City uh, built up to support uh, black culture. And so I really like that area, 18th and Vine, and then the Paseo that leads over to yeah. that. And it, it's one of the things that made me really proud of Kansas City culture because of all the tremendous legends that have come out of the city and the fact that they, you know, in the face of segregation, built a whole robust, almost second city in and of itself just down there. And the Paseo was the, the, the main vein throughout that. I'm going to go with, just on name alone, I'm going to go with Shoto Traffic Road. <laughs> <laughs> just because of the name. It's a great Shoto name. Shoto Traffic Way. That was another thing that was very hard for me to figure out. <laughs> How did you pronounce No. Because. <laughs> this is, you guys got yeah. that pat, the, the <laughs> puppet I've look again. I've never heard of um, No, because. It's like Balake and <laughs> Shoto. <be> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in there. No, like if you say NoHo, it's North Hollywood. WeHo is West Hollywood. SoHo is south of Houston. So I'm like, what are they trying to tell me? Like, oh. Shoto. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> what, what is what happening is on this on street? <laughs> I, would, I could not put it together. So. He was the founder of Kansas City, Francois Shoto. I had to look it up. Yeah, great name. And it, there used to be like, didn't there used to be like a dance club called the Shoto? Shoto. We used to advertise uh, it. Would hope so. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought sure, maybe you used to go to it, Curtis. Uh, back that, was, in the day. that was a Pogo's. Pogo's, okay. I used to go back to Pogo's. In the, back in the day. Man, I'm older than I wish I was. Shoto. All right, we've got these tacos here. What do you say we put these tacos to the test? Agreed. All right, we're joined by Brett Wagner. And what's your position here at um, the GM here at Chapels? Okay, awesome. Thanks for bringing us down and showing us the catacombs here and all the awesome, uh, yeah, amazing absolutely. stuff that's Thank in the basement here, here as well. So, what kind of tacos do we have here? We've got a couple different tacos today. First one over here on the far right is our short rib taco. It's got black beans in it and Japanese street corn that we just chop up and saute in our pans here. We've got our fish tacos served with our purple slaw with watermelon radish and cilantro and then we have a chicken taco that we top with arugula a queso fresco cheese and uh, uh, chipotle sour cream what's this one again that is just a side of our chipotle sour cream Ooh. i think it's pretty good so i this thought you guys might want a little extra good. Yeah. yeah anything that is that color i'm usually it's good if it's orange it's good yeah <laughs> as i've noted on the show before for me the food is just an excuse for the condiments and this is an outstanding array of condiments that have been provided with the tacos so is, is there a, a a general like this goes with this this goes with this is it well, like a, um, a condiment steward that can come over and tell us what goes <laughs> um, with the fish taco i kind of you know i dump everything i can on all my tacos so that's kind of <laughs> what i wanted to give you guys the opportunity to uh. do here today Our 
our, um, if we're really going to break it down, our uh, pico de gallo here would go on our fish tacos. The guacamole would go on our short rib tacos. And then our salsa would go on the chicken tacos. But guacamole is just I think it's all good on all of it. Well, thank you very much. And these are, um, are these flour? Yes, um, flour tortillas. Flour tortillas. But they look like they've been... Uh, Toss crisp. them and give them a little toast in yeah. there on the grill. I like that kind of tortilla. Yeah. I like a little, a little crisp. crisp tortilla, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, absolutely. The new menu here, what have you added to the menu? What, since the new menu overchange changed? Right. Happened? Well, what we did is actually we really have about 75% of our old menu. We want to make our old customers happy. And what we did with our old menu is just kind of revamp what we can with our ingredients, provide the best quality possible. A couple of things that we have that are new on our menu were designed by our executive chef, his name Laurent, and he is here from California now. Uh, we've got a fresh chicken pot pie we bake every single day. We've got fresh meatballs we make every day. Um, we've got a really, really awesome burger. It's called 323 Burger. That's fantastic. And really, we kind of give him free reign to do what he can to make our customers happy. Man, these look really good. What do you say we, we, we give these tacos a thorough going over? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I got a question. What's your favorite piece of memorabilia here at Chapels? Oh, man. That's a hard one. You showed us the World oh, Series yeah. trophy. The World Series the is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, I, I think the Heisman is awesome. Like, where else can you walk into and come right up to and touch a Heisman Trophy? And like I said, again, the Olympic torches that we have at the door. I, between the three of those, um, I think I'm going to have to hand it to the Heisman. If I made a little paper mache taco, could we put it in the hand of the Heisman Trophy guy? Let's do it. All right. I I'll, think it's I'll, great. I'll, Give I'll him a real taco. He's probably <laughs> hungry. He's <laughs> been standing there for a yeah, few years. Yeah, I don't know when he's eaten last. <laughs> All right. Well, what? thank you very much. We're going we're gonna to give these tacos a try. Thanks. All right. Thanks again thank you for, for having me. All right. So what's everybody uh, trying first? Does the pico go with the fish? The guac. I love the guac because it's, it doesn't have... Sometimes people try to dress it guac up too much with all kinds of things. I like, I like the taste of avocado. It kind of lost what it's. Some guacs you get, is, you don't even know what the uh, yeah, the original really flavor is. That guacamole is really, really good. It's good avocados and a good seat and a good flavoring. That's all you need. The, the the guac is so good. I want to put it on something. I have a friend whose mom mom makes such great the fried chicken, the the, the fryings, that kind of gravy that you put on potatoes. The, the gravy is so good that like I want to find things to put the gravy on. Mm-hmm. Like I'll make potatoes just to get that gravy to put on something. There needs to be more gravy at restaurants, I think. Do you know there's gravy candy canes? No. I was looking up candy canes for some reason. I can't remember why. On Amazon or something. There's mac and cheese candy canes. There's gravy. There's pickle. Uh, rotisserie chicken. Or like you you crack the candy cane open and gravy pours out. (laughs) That would be better. That's what I'm picturing. It's flavored. I didn't buy any. We might need to buy that for the off season to get ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. All right, so what's everybody thinking about this chicken or this uh, fish taco? Fantastic. It's It's, it's, it's flaky. It's not not, uh, not greasy at all. Mm -mm. It's perfect. It is perfect. That's a great way to describe it. No grease. Delicious, fresh fish. Condiments are fantastic. I love the little bit of crisp in the um, the shell. Tortilla. <laughs> the tortilla. Thank you. I'm not the smartest. The taco sleeping bag. Did you all put guacamole on your fish? Now, Curtis, we, mm-hmm. we talked about this on our um, Arrowhead show. How far do you think Patrick Mahomes could throw a taco? Um, Are you saying like maybe out of the stadium? Aerodyna- aerodynamics would be an issue. If it was a tightly wrapped, it'd have to be a, a soft taco that was kind of 
wrapped up pretty well. 40 yards? From 50. the pocket, probably um, no 80, 80 yards. 80 yards, you know, yeah. On the run, probably 60, 65. Seemed you know, flushed out to his right by someone who really wanted that taco. But he really wanted to give the taco to Tyreek Hill. I could see 65 yards downfield. It's got to be a tight spiral so you don't lose yes. the ingredients. Exactly, exactly. And you got to make sure you know which... Which flap is over to know what direction? The flap has to be left or right over left, or else it'll the the, the wind will open the taco. Right. You want the wind to help you keep the taco closed. I yep. can't believe I actually just thought about how that would really, have I to go. Just, I was <laughs> literally <laughs> just going to say something about yeah. how well thought out it would that have was. to go right <laughs> over left because that's the way that it spins. If you did it left over right, the air would open the taco, and then you'd have lettuce and fish and. Well, it depends on the guy way you're left-handed. True. Yeah. Whatever hand you are, that's the side that has to be over the top. Well yeah. And, and I'm sure Pat Patrick is going, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I'm the one. <laughs> can't do it. Oh, is it me and Louis Armstrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love the Community America commercial where he goes, go along, go along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our friend Scott Stackhouse. Right. On, yep. the, on the receiving yeah. end. Yep. He told me he didn't actually get to catch that from Mahomes. They oh. had somebody stand in for oh, him. I was like, oh, man. And he's a uh, he's a Dallas Cowboy fan oh, anyway, so, so he wasn't impressed right, at all. Right, I was like, right, come right. on, man. Ari and Curtis, what are some of your other favorite taco places in town? Is there a certain taco place in Kansas City that you love and hit up? Curtis, I know we've asked you this question before. Have you found any new taco places? Um, there were a few that people brought by when you were when I was there. Uh, that I thought were were really really good, but not still love Chewies. Yeah, just 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 for the just for the the, the, the consistent quality and the value and 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 the, the portions. I mean, I just never never had ever had bad food there. Not just saying this. This is my favorite so far, <laughs> for real. It's it's really good. It's one of my favorite fish tacos for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. That fish taco was amazing. And yeah, I like the non-grease factor. I'm not a huge fried food person, you know. Like gravy, just certain times of the mm-hmm. year that you want to have fried food, and that doesn't taste all fried and soppy. There's some word. I'm onto the chicken now, but yeah, the fish was probably the best fish taco I've had in town. Yeah, like, let's try this chicken. I'm going to try some of this chipotle. Is this chipotle mayo? Is that what it was? Prior to today, the best fish taco I'd had was at Gordon Biersch, but this is better. The flavoring is better on this one. Gordon Biersch. Mm-hmm. They, they, have have, they have a little, a little California beach tacos. Not, they're not as good as this one. Whoever went and bought this fish, my compliments to them. Mm. What a saint. <laughs> my compliments to the fishmonger. Yeah. Is that what someone who buys fish, is that what they call them? I think so. Or is that the person that throws the fish? That's called a fish tosser. Fish tosser? That could also be like a medieval term evil term uh, for like people that you don't like. Oh, you fish yeah, tosser. Say, it sounds like an English, yeah. English mm-hmm. insult from the oh, 1860s. Bloody fish tosser. So, ah, yeah, fish tosser. Yeah. Curtis, yeah. a couple questions yeah, for wanker. you. Um, how far could Patrick Mahomes throw a fish? And then how, <laughs> how would he throw that fish? You know, with the same uh, thoughtfulness you put to throwing a taco. He'd probably grip it by the, what were the gill. You know, it's maybe middle finger and ring finger were in maybe in the gill. In the gill, yeah. yeah. He'd use Careful. that as the um, mm-hmm. as like, the like the, the the laces. The laces, yeah. Or maybe the fin. If the fin wasn't too sharp, would have to throw it head throw first. A swordfish, head first. Have to throw it head first. All right, because the tail is gonna be, gonna be your your and guiding. The on that, uh, a little heavier, probably a little less stable. Probably, I'd say not 10, 15 yards off the throw. Okay, so we're talking sixty yards. 
60 yards from the pocket. Still. Yeah. And maybe 50 yards. 50 run, on the run. On the run. Excellent. But he can but he can throw either one across his body. So he could do it rolling out to his left. He could probably throw a fish 20 or 30 yards across the body or away from his body. It's nice to have thoughtful guests. It is. I appreciate both of you for being so thoughtful today. Thoughtful in, in selecting the fish, thoughtful in how it might be thrown. This chicken taco is amazing. It's got a little kick to it. It does. Oh, it's the mayo, I think. And is it's it the fantastic. mayo? Well, I tasted the mayo separate. I haven't put it on it yet. Ooh, that, it's, that it's good spicy. and spicy. Yeah. I like it. Here's why it's great. I didn't put anything on it. I, I did dip a little bit of the guac, but you can tell something's good when you don't need a condiment. You know you've got a good chunk of food there. I did dip a little of the guac because the guac is so good I wanted to put it on something. I'm just dipping it in my fingers. It's just, <laughs> nah, I'm okay. I'm from Raytown. I don't, they don't. We're not concerned with image. <laughs> uh, Curtis, I want to ask you a question about Raytown. Is it true Raytown is named after Ray Adams? <laughs> or is that just a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence. Okay. He's that guy that people were always always bringing him their old jalopies, right? Yep. And they're always and in used black to, and white. Yeah. He used to sponsor and host a, a late night TV or movie thing on some local channel. Was it 41 or some channel? Where he was Ray Adams late night, and he would actually come on and do little recorded bits. I think he has a bunch of different ones. Toyota's his main one, I think. I only kind of know Ray Adams. I Since coming to the city, I have not watched a lot of television in this city. It's mostly mostly been. Is there on a the city you, you've watched more television in? I would say uh, Chicago, far and wide. I mean, that's when I got to the UHF channels. I never got into the UHF channels here, but you you all probably don't know what that is. But when we on oh, televisions, <laughs> channel sixty two. When I was a young man, five and nine were. Yeah, you could watch UHF or mm -hmm. when you go beyond the, uh, or is it VHF? V the VHF was 1, was 2 through 13. Right. And UHF was anything above that. You had to go to the UHF and then dial it in yes. on the other, other you guys are, changer. You guys are killing our listenership right Sorry, now. everybody. <laughs> well, I like that jalopy got worked in the conversation and bitchin'. So I think you could just say they're bitchin' We're talking jalopies. a lot about cars this episode. <laughs> bitchin' and jalopies. Fish. Yes. Yeah, 41 was the only... UHF channel here for a long time, then Channel 50. and Chicago had a wealth of UHF channels. I mean, 64, 32, 11, well, 9 was VHF. But, yeah, lots, lots, day and night. And I didn't have a lot of supervision growing up, thus leading to my dark, <laughs> dark late 80s. Um, but uh, before that, when I was a young child, I just basically was raised by television. VHF and UHF. That's the name of your uh, autobiography, right? It's the name of my solo album, <laughs> Raised by Television. Um, Just a kid looking at a TV screen on the album cover. Do you have exactly. any stories, Chris, of growing up in Chicago? And uh, did you ever attend the Bozo Show? The Bozo Show was a show that you had to, when you were pregnant, you had to put in for tickets so that you could have your 12-year-old attend the Bozo no Show. No way. There was Sold literally out. Wow, really? Yeah, like a 7- to 12-year wait to get Bozo Show tickets. I was an extremely poor child growing up, and my family did not value the Bozo Show over eating. Okay. So we, we did not get tickets to Bozo. Okay. Yeah, it is a shame. Looking back... You know, Cookie was the one you got to worry about. Oh, he was. Bozo was okay. Cookie had some... Cookie was, was weird. Was, I vaguely know. I thought it, Cookie <laughs> was Bozo's... Sidekick, and then there was the. Google this. It's always the, a little weird the, about Cookie. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought the wizard was the one, the, the guy with the wizard. black handled bar mustache who would go zoozy 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 zoo. That guy was weird. Because <laughs> of the mustache, or because of his 
all everything about him was package. not good. I think he had like a black top hat. He had black curly hair, black uh, handlebar mustache. Did he wear a cape? He absolutely gotta be wore worried a black about the cape. That's what all I was thinking was you've got to steer clear. <laughs> all right, has anyone eaten the short rib taco yet? No, I have not. Let's That's give the nice. short rib taco a try. To I'm going to put some guac on this. I love the chicken. Everybody else enjoy the chicken? Now there's corn on this short rib taco. Does anyone else enjoy corn on their tacos? Fans? Sure. Not fans? Oh, yeah. When I go to Chipotle, I always get the corn, the corn salsa. Yeah. Double chicken, corn salsa, lettuce. That's it. This is all way better than Chipotle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for like the record. Nine since times we're keeping better. score. You know what I love about these tacos is they're not, the ingredients are not dripping out of the taco. They're cooked yes. perfectly. Yes. Not watery. That's huge. A tight yeah. package. Each taco is a tight package. It's a, it's a, this, this could definitely be thrown by Mahomes and not be spilled. Okay. I'm enjoying the short rib. It's a, it's a unique, I haven't had one that ever tasted like this before. I'm getting a barbecue vibe without the barbecue sauce. It's a great way to describe it. Very good. I'm into it. I'm trying was, to yeah decide what should go on it, but it's pretty good just by itself. Yeah, absolutely. I put some guac on mine. And to go back to, I was actually chewing while you were discussing the fact that the stuff isn't dripping out. You had a lot of places you go to there, it tastes good, but like the thing is has fallen apart halfway through because it's broken down the if it's a corn, but it's a, if it's a corn, it's like a soft corn shell. It's like you have to end up eating the rest of it with a fork. No need to do that with this stuff. You eat it as it was intended because it stands up. Yeah, this shell is is uh, is staying intact. It's yes. it has is not falling apart at all. It's amazing. And that's the last one. So it sat there on, on the, your plate for ten minutes. Right. It's a lot of places. By the time you get to the third taco, you're you're scooping it up. Yep. I took one. <laughs> I need to make another plate so I could get artsy <laughs> with it. All right. So everyone's eating all their tacos. Here on the show, we give a, a score of. Uh, five golden tacos being the best, one being no bueno, and in between, you know. What would you give the tacos here at Chapels, Curtis, out of five golden tacos? Well, I don't give out fives just for principle. Some places have one that's good or two that's good or three that's good. The, all three of those, they were very different. They were all really, really good. That's not something you generally see. Yeah, they're all amazing. They're I very mean, distinctive flavors, distinct, too. For sure, yeah. That's hard to pull off. Uh, Chris, what do you say? What, what rating would you give these tacos? 4.75. These were fantastic. I just hit the corn, by the way, in the shore rib. Mm-hmm. It is a welcome surprise. It is a lovely little pop in your mouth when you're also already enjoying the short rib taco. So Yeah, it's like a, it's like a little uh, sweet treat. Kudos it's all hidden, around. hidden in the rib. And I know this isn't chicken finger of the town, but the chicken fingers this morning that I had for breakfast, along with my Bloody Mary, you know, everybody has that for breakfast, right? Chicken fingers and Bloody Mary? Usually. You know we have chicken and waffle on the menu. I'm going to have to have that. So next time, if you want to change from fries to waffle, (laughs) maybe for your breakfast, you can still get. The fries were fantastic as well. Yeah, this 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 is an outstanding menu. When I walked in here this morning, First thing I thought was, I think I'm going to spend most of my football Sundays here having a delicious drink or several of those and, and some wonderful food. But yeah, 4.75, Dave. All right, Ari, what do you what do you say? I'm a five all the way. And I've got to tell you, honestly, this is the first time I've tried all of them. I didn't think that a short rib taco sounded very good to me personally. And it really is tasty. Like you said, when you kind of hit the corn, you don't expect that. And the chicken's awesome. It's just the right amount of heat. And like I said, I love the sauces and everything 
all these sauces are done really well and really, really fresh. They're certainly... Yep, I'm a five. All the sauces were great. I'm going 4.7 out of five golden tacos. Do you guys have chips and salsa here? Mm-hmm. Do you want some? Do you have nachos? Yes, there is Irish and regular. What's a what's your favorite thing on the menu? Didn't she say you added something that hadn't been they, on the menu before? Yeah, they do... It's not a very Midwest thing, but um, an ahi tuna tostada, which is also really good. Ooh. Yeah, and wow. we can definitely get one of those out here for you guys to try, but it's it's definitely got some heat to it. I was surprised. But that with some of this guacamole. Do you have anything on, on the menu named after you yet? After me? Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. I haven't. <laughs> no. And I don't think there's anything named after Jim either. What about Ari's Ahi Tuna Tostada? That would. That's a nice ring to it. <laughs> or the that Ari is. Ferrari Tiramisu. Ooh, I like that. I well, like that for dessert. Ari Ferrari coming at you. Tiramisu. The Ari so. O Speedwagon <laughs> oh, oh. Nacho Boat. Even better. Speedwagon of Nachos. Didn't ever think of Ari O Speedwagon. <laughs> I hear a lot of stuff that goes with Ari, and that is a new one. Is your middle name start with an O? No. Oh. Well, that would have been great. What's Ari short for? It's not. It's named oh. after a Greek chef who danced at my parents' wedding. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not Wait, you were named after a Greek chef that danced at your parents' wedding? Is yeah. that what you just said? Yeah, he had a restaurant in Kansas City. Well, we buried the lead. Wow. That should be the first, be the first story. <laughs> we're, that's, that's fantastic. So then you're, but I'm not Greek. Not to get too personal, but so your parents got married, and then years later they had a child. Yeah. And they said, you know what? Remember that Greek chef that danced at our wedding? What was his name? Ari Cambriano was And they his said, name. let's name our child that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. Were they going to name you after him regardless of what his name? Like if he had a really odd name, would I you come out think, as no, Marcos? <laughs> no, or, you know? I don't think so. The initials were right for the family. <laughs> okay. So it needed to be ACT. Like it works. So. Okay. All right. So we love the tacos here at Chapels, but there are some people who have had bad experiences here at Chapels. This is called Bad Reviews Read and a Funny Voice. Oh, no. You guys want to read some bad reviews and funny voices? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Great. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. So, Ari, your voice, you are a voiceover artist, but you can do a, a great celebrity impersonation of Joey Lauren Adams, I correct? hope so. So, read w- in the name of this person and then read the um, <laughs> read the review in, a, in the Joey Lauren, Lauren Adams <clears throat> voice. Okay, this is Scott D. Says. Some people like this place, but I'll never understand why. The food is blah. There's lots of memorabilia, jerseys, helmets, and whatnot. One star... <laughs> Perfect. Boo, Scott D. Scott D. You sounded just like Joey Lauren. Adams. First of all, he didn't. Scott, uh, Scott did not offer a criticism. He just said, "I don't understand why people <laughs> like this place." And then he listed all the reasons why I like this place. <laughs> Andrew K. says, "This was the uh, worst experience dining out. The uh, food was uh, mediocre." The uh, fries weren't uh, weren't even warm. Uh, I tell you what, when a uh, when a club sandwich, the Cali Club on the uh, on the menu, uh, doesn't even taste like every other club sandwich, uh, you are doing something wrong. So uh, the patty melt was uh, was awful. Uh, don't even get me started on the waitress. Uh, she said uh, three words to us the uh, the entire time we were there. Uh, put our drinks down and was uh, 
already looking to dash before she even got to our table. So, uh, didn't ever ask if it was good. Didn't ever ask if there was anything else we wanted or uh, needed. Worst experience ever. Uh, I won't come back. Uh, one star. Wow. What was that person's name? Uh, that was Andrew K. Not yeah. Andrew W.K., Andrew K. <laughs> I'm very glad that Andrew K. doesn't come back. He was as angry <laughs> as Andrew W.K., though. So he ate a uh, club and a patty melt on the same meal? and That's yeah. apparently what he tried to he do. He was hungry. Yes. His criticism hungry. was odd, though. Like, he said, if you can't serve a club sandwich that tastes like every other club sandwich, then don't serve a club sandwich. But, like, don't you want to differentiate your yes. food from? Or else oh, just thank go you. to Denny's. Oh, wow. I'll tell you Hello. what. I'm gonna I'm gonna move my rating up to 5.0. Because you just got a double. Uh, I just got a double margarita <laughs> without asking. <laughs> Somebody knows me well here at Chapels. I feel like this is my new place. I'll be here. It's and a hop, skip, and a jump from the old uh, from your from your pad. It's literally so. 12 minutes from my home. I guess it's 12 minutes. It's 12 minutes from my house. Is it? Where do you live? Just a little. Oh wait, yeah, don't give yeah. us your address. <laughs> what is your address <laughs> for our listeners? Who may want to visit you uh, late <laughs> on a Saturday evening? Right here at Chapels is where I live. Okay, right, yeah, sorry. Leave it at that. Well, so to recap, Chapels <laughs> at three two three Armor Road in North Kansas City. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos and you want to check out one of the best sports memorabilia collections in the world, stop on by Chapels. You won't be disappointed. They've got live music Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. It's been renovated. Big new TVs. Ari, what else would you say is, is new and fresh about the new chapels? Um, there are a few new staff, but a lot of the same members. Uh, the, the live music is really key and where it's at. And actually looking into some more things, I have an ongoing list in my head that I'm very excited about. Have Surprises. You ever, have you ever thought about hiring a puppeteer? No, no, I do not. No, I'm, I'm not. I don't, I don't want a puppeteer. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Would you consider it? about clowns? Uh, I'm not as scared of clowns, except okay. once American Horror Story came out, that scared me. But I'm not one of those. Okay. Uh, not no no magicians. No no, magician. no puppeteering of any okay, kind. So those are not in, <laughs> not in the. Wow! Thing. I except will tell you, I couldn't believe how show. how violently you reacted to that question. I just want our listeners to know. Not only did it sound audibly uh, like a complete shutdown of the puppeteer, but I, it, just a look of fear in her eyes. She looked at Dave as if to really convey to him there absolutely be no chance of a puppeteer performing here. And then she said, I'm not as horrified by, what did she say? I'm not as horrified by clowns? As puppeteers. Then, yeah, but uh, implying that the puppeteer was something truly horrifying. What, Can we the, uh, dig into that? Yeah. I, I, what's the backstory there? It's something creepy about puppets and puppeteering in general. I don't understand how. Does this, does this creep out? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> are you are you part of the populace that believes the ventriloquist doll is a living being? I don't. It's it really is so creepy and odd. And I did see it like I think it's a Twilight Zone when I was really young with a with a puppet. Maybe I don't know. I I find it very very odd. So, so for you, Jeff <laughs> Dunham is like is like you know you were not, you're not catching me at a Jeff Dunham show. No I'm sorry, Jeff Dunham. Again, a very sincere <laughs> look like on her you. face as she looked at Curtis to say. <laughs> She would not attend. <laughs> like, are you bringing so. a puppet in right now? <laughs> it's a puppet of you. <laughs> Here it is. All right. Well, 
Come on by Chapels and taste their tasty tacos. These are some of the best tacos in town. Thank you, Ari, for, for introducing these tacos to us. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to have you guys. We'll Thank be you. right back after this break. Hey there, everybody. It's your old pal Bigfoot here, or Sasquatch if you prefer. You know, one question folks are always asking me is, Bigfoot, what's your favorite podcast? Well, besides Taco of the Town, I love me some tacos. My favorite podcast has got to be the Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, those funny fellas share stories of high strangeness and interview celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history. It's a real hoot. They talk about UFOs, ghosts, weird and wonderful encounters, and crypto creatures like yours truly. They even have a hotline where you can share your paranormal encounters and they might just play it on the show. 310-597-4803. If you're like me and you like yourself some strange and weird and wonderful stories filled with the unexplained, Bigfoot Collectors Club is your podcast. Take it from me, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Just don't call me skunk ape. My mom hates it when people call me that. Bigfoot Collectors Club, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right, so this is the last part of the show. This is called Taco Topics. Curtis, thanks for that intro. All right, Ari, these are mostly for you. These are taco-related questions. This is where I get your in-depth taco feelings. Feel free to just let loose and give me your innermost taco feelings. Okay. Question number one out of 243. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? It's one question out of 243 questions or 243 answers We're gonna be here for this for a, one question. Oh, there's 200. Actually, there's yeah, 243 questions. In this, this segment, number one. In this section. <laughs> there's also a second section. There's a second section. That we'll has 314 questions. So the number one thing I look for in a taco, salsa. Salsa? Okay. Yeah, the salsa is important. Uh, hot or mild salsa? Mild. Because I still want to taste the taco. And not burn my face off. Do you like a little lime on that taco or maybe just some... Uh, it depends on the taco. Definitely on some. I thought it might be fresh fish. I do. <laughs> yeah, the fresh fish yeah. is important. Fresh fish important. <laughs> Damn it. Even on a beef taco, fresh fish. Yes. Gotta have it. All of my beef tacos have fresh fish <laughs> on them. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? I typically prefer hard shell tacos. The shell today was probably my favorite type of shell, just a little bit in between. It was, even though it was flour, some people don't like the flour, flour, flour shells. It was crispy. It was a little crispy. Yeah. They cooked it a little bit or they put it on the burner a little bit. That's why I liked it too, because I don't, if it's too much, then it turns into a burrito, not a taco. Right. So, you don't want that. Right. I don't want that at all. Do you come from a taco-eating family, and did you grow up eating tacos? What's your taco history? My taco history? No, not a taco-eating family, except... Um, More of a Greek-eating family. <laughs> of Greek course, food. yeah, just a lot of Greek food in my family. No, From the chef that you're named after. He just lived at our house and made <laughs> Greek food. No, I don't come from a taco-eating family. Fried chicken-eating family, actually. Mm. But living in Los Angeles with the street trucks and stuff like that, I think that's where... It, the love for tacos began. Okay. How, how, do, how do the street trucks, not just jump in, how do the street trucks in KC compare to the street trucks in LA? It's different food. I mean, obviously, it's it's much different food. We don't. Quality wise? Quality wise, a street truck's a street truck. It's impressive <laughs> if you can wash your hands. So, I mean, I, I like street right, truck right. food. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. fantastic. But um, the tacos in the Midwest are typically different because we were used to like ground beef and cheese and you know oh, yeah. like what you see on the picture on the box right, right. and then you 
get into tacos and you realize there's a lot of different <laughs> ways to have your tacos. Yeah, that's true. If you're not eating tacos, what's the main thing you eat? I think the other thing that I would eat as much as tacos, I don't even know. What's the other thing you eat besides tacos? Uh, Does coffee count? Yeah, you can say coffee. Yeah. Can I say coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Or, or do you have a, another favorite restaurant in Kansas City, like uh, uh, that you frequent? Another favorite non-taco-related Kansas City restaurant? Tres Omar, I like a lot in Briarcliff. That's a really great restaurant. Sounds fancy. It's kind of fancy. They do have um, tacos there as well. They have really? fish tacos. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ever eaten at Tres Omar, Chris? I have not, but I did have a question. How did, when you first got to Kansas City, how did you pronounce coffee? Coffee. Okay. Coffee. It wasn't. It wasn't. I, I, or coffee. <laughs> no, I moved so many places. I think that I didn't catch the Minnesota accent. I don't think I didn't catch a Houston accent. I think I'm. I just was wondering. You know, your Wyandotte um, or was it the Wyandotte? Wyandotte. Wyandotte. She calls what it. What did you think? Cafe, right? Okay. Well, I no. just was. Just, oh, that was odd. <laughs> yeah. She calls it coffee. <laughs> just it's coffee. So Ari, in your opinion, you've you've lived in a lot of different towns, and you've also lived in a very a very amazing uh, taco town, L.A. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, do you think Kansas City is a good taco town? I do. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed it. Kansas City is a surprisingly good town for a lot of things. People don't realize. Skateboarding, chili dogs, construction. Construction. Is that what you think? Of? Not the best for the first two of those things. <laughs> <laughs> construction, maybe. Skateboarding. Windsurfing. Right. Parasailing. All, the, all that. Right. I, I might not... You guys must have ba- different experiences. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to Parasailing. Winds. <laughs> not a good home for that. Um, Chateau Milk. Kansas City is a good home for that. Oh, yeah. Got some good cows here. We do have good cows here. <laughs> what are some other good taco towns that you've visited or lived in? Do you think L.A. is a much superior taco town to Casey? Um, no, I don't know that it's superior. It's different. Definitely Los Angeles. Houston being like you would think, but it's not. It's Houston's more of um the. It's more of a, a steak burger town. Yeah, or like a Cajun, you know, because oh, it's there's okay. a lot of Cajun food in Houston. It's right next to Louisiana, right. so not so much with the tacos there. Okay. Definitely not in Minnesota. So I mean, Kansas City is for sure on the map with the tacos. What's your favorite LA taco place? There's a car wash in downtown L.A. on um, Chick Hearn Boulevard, which is what they call the building, the street in front of Staples Center. It's like Olympic, really. Yep. There's a car wash that you can go get your car washed and get a taco in the little shop that there. Sounds awesome. And you can get your shoes fixed at the same time. Wow. What's a one-stop shop? Chick Hearn. No harm, no foul. <laughs> Did he Got him in the popcorn machine. Yeah. <laughs> the Jello's jiggling. Mm-hmm. That was jigger. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, what's that one? Something happened just there. I didn't understand it. <laughs> Curtis I liked is channeling it. the ghost of Chick Hearn. Yeah. Yes. Best ever. The Jello's jiggling and the what? What is that? That was thing? something yeah. about the game the thing over the. the jo- wow, yeah. my mom would kill me oh, right now for not right. remembering. But yeah, that was probably my favorite. Just because you can get so much done at that taco place in particular. That sounds like a great afternoon. Is it's it not, a taco no. place or a car wash? It is both. It's like I mean, they don't do. Yes, I don't think one guy does. He doesn't wash your car and make your taco. It's two different people. While okay. he's washing, the but car. you can. But he does make the taco while he's cleaning your shoes. <laughs> that would make your. It is. It's good tacos too. I mean, I'm sure it's suspect to some, but. The time while you're getting your car washed, you, you eat just a taco. Some tacos. That's fantastic. Does he chamois the car with the tortilla? 
<laughs> yes. That would be impressive. I like that idea. I guess I've already I've been eating the taco while they're cleaning the car. I didn't know it. Oh, okay. So probably not. <laughs> probably not. not At least not the same tortilla. And dish. they have good lemonade there too. Because I don't think they can serve alcohol. This no, I want lemonade. Mythical. <laughs> It's got lemonade. It'll fix your shoes. Good tacos. They'll wash your car. And you can have a key, a key made, also. Jeez. Yeah, that is why it is my favorite place. It's like Red X. Yeah, yeah, essentially, it's the Red X. Red X of LA. Ari, have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? I don't. They they weren't coming at me forcefully at any point in my life where I had to to make someone stop handing me tacos. Like, like at a bar. You know, Would you ever turn down a taco? Ooh, that's a trick question, I feel like, if you were asking, like, in a certain scenario. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities on that one. I like the idea of, a, of a, instead of buying someone a drink at a bar, you know. You buy him a taco? taco. Hey, so you know what? Slide it tacos. over I, in the corner wants to. If, even if it came from a puppet, I think I would take a taco <laughs> wow. if they were using it as, <laughs> I would have to give them credit for trying. <laughs> so tacos, and tacos over puppets, that's... That's strong because you are <laughs> deathly afraid of puppets. If Something Jeff, about if Jeff Dunham and his puppet were sitting in the corner. The guy said, hey, "Here's a taco. It's from that guy and his puppet over and the, there." And the puppet's eyes went blink, blink, and like, he like, <laughs> like they move on their own. Yeah, his hand wasn't even. I don't up think his I back. realized how much puppets bother me until you asked me that today. As long as the puppet didn't come sit next to you while you ate the tacos. No, I think okay. I would have to give the puppet credit for trying. Okay. Now I want to make a movie about you <laughs> dating a puppet and or eating a, a taco at a bar with a puppet. <laughs> what do you call the people that do the puppet? Ventriloquist. Oh, well, <laughs> I know you call him a puppeteer. puppeteer. Ted 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, a puppeteer technic. Oh. Puppeteer. So Sesame Street must have yeah. freaked you out as a kid. So you I have like the Sesame marionette Street. puppets? Yeah. I didn't think of them as puppets. Is the, oh, that's true. They're Muppets. Because you, you couldn't see the guy operating. Right. But what would you call Jim Henson? Was he a puppeteer? Yeah. I think those he's more like a cartoonist. Those weren't marionettes. Those were definitely hand-up-the-butt puppets. See, they don't bother me. Not the hand-up-the-butt. Do you like the <laughs> some Sesame Street? I like Sesame Street. So you like so felt okay. puppets. You don't like ventriloquist. I believe dolls. that's the difference, yeah. Okay. I think it's not yeah. being able to see the person operating the puppet. Probably. Well, okay, is, I can suspend better. reality enough to agree yeah. that the Muppets are real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they are. They're real. Well, Big Bird is. Snuffleupagus right. is, but the rest are fake. Big Bird is a real person. Oscar the Grouch. Why didn't they name Chateau Milk? Why didn't they name it Shoto Milk? Their last name is Chateau. Maybe they'll hear it. It's just a Rolling Stone song. Chateau. Oh, that's one of my favorite stone songs. They wrecked it. Chateau. All right, Ari, do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Don't put ketchup on your taco. That's gross. Yeah, I yeah, agree. There you go. <laughs> what is ketchup good on, though? I don't know. French, French fries. fries. I mean, you can put ketchup on stuff. The whole Chicago mm. thing is you don't put ketchup on it. You on don't put it on a hot, on a hot dog. Right? Don't put ketchup on your taco. No. Yeah. No. Well, are you looking at me like you haven't seen somebody try and do that? I've never seen that before. I w- that just disgusts me. I, I don't like ketchup on, on well, anything go. but a Winstead burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my taco no-no right there. No ketchup on no a ketchup. taco. I agree. God rest in peace, Winsteads. They're closed. And a lot of places are shutting down, yeah. It's not the same owners anymore, so it's not the same I wish place. that Winstead could introduce a taco. Maybe that would kind of let people, you know. Bring it back. Bring it back. Interception, Chicago Bears. That was a bad throw. 
All right, Ari. This is the speed round. For those of you oh, listening God. to this podcast live during the Bears game. Yeah. Okay, first thing that pops into your head, these are yay or nay questions. These are types of taco foods. I want to know if you yay them or nay them. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Take a drink. Mm. Here we go. I'm ready. Taco pizza. Nay. Taco salad. Yay. Taco burgers. Yay. Taco dogs. Nay. Taquitos. Yay. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. Choco tacos. Yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco Nay. from Taco Bell. Tacos served with nacho cheese and french fries instead of chips and salsa. Nay. And what's your go-to order at Taco Bell? Do you like Taco Bell? I do not care for Taco Bell. Did you ever have a Taco Bell period of your life? No. So you don't have a go-to order at Taco Bell? I, no, absolutely not. You stay away. I stay away from Taco Bell. It's not that I've never had it. I've had it to know that I don't like it. Okay. And I know that you're not a, a fan of that answer, probably. However, when you were telling the Taco Bell shooting story... Gotta be careful. I was thinking you were making a series of bad decisions at that moment, being at Taco Bell at 1.30 in the morning in general. There are times when you're there and you're like, and the, the drive through line isn't moving, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? Right. I know people love it. I don't hate them. I am just not. I was a Del Taco person. Okay. Del Taco, all right. What's your Del Taco order? What <laughs> Double Del Cheeseburger. <laughs> a cheeseburger? <laughs> yes. So yeah. that's a taco burger, right? It, well, no, it's just a cheeseburger from a taco place. Oh, no. But it's good. It is good. I don't know why that is. You my- suggest... People try the Del Taco. And people have the same reaction of why would you order a burger at a taco place. Their tacos are great, too. Just, they got fries there? They do. Okay. I need to go to Del and Taco. it's like 40 cents, everything. Wow. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Working for the weekend? I'm sorry. No, he's saying shattered. Shattered. I'm in tatters. <laughs> um... So I like that one. I don't know. Lime in the Coconut, how about, by Harry oh, Nielsen? Yes. That seems like a good taco song. That kind of makes me want a taco. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Good Thank you. That's going on the, the taco mixtape right there. I have a coconut mixtape, so maybe you can put them together. Taco and coconut mixtape. Mm-hmm. Side A and side B. <laughs> yeah. Put the taco with the sauce in. All right. Uh, this is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Curtis and Ari, do you have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? If there's any instance where you would not accept a taco. I'm, if it's smothered in ketchup, oh, that would just not be a taco to me. I would push that. I would knock that out of the person's hand. I would knock it to the ground. Just like that? Just like, like a cat? Slap. Just so you yeah, get slap. like a cat. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Down. Yeah. So with that Rejection. same... Vein, you've heard of people gold flaking like certain food items like chicken wings gold? or yes, like with gold flakes, you know, and they do chicken wings yeah. and stuff. Would you would you ever do that to a taco? Is that real gold or fake gold? I, it's real gold. What about put glitter on a taco? Anyone ever done that? A stripper taco. <laughs> <laughs> it's, can I yeah, say that? Cinnamon. I'm like, yeah. yeah. The, the Ladies and gentlemen, taco. cinnamon on now, the stage. to the main play <laughs> is Trixie Taco. I think you can glitter a taco. You can glitter anything. Yeah. Is, is that is, called bedazzling a taco? <laughs> or is that bedazzling? No, that's bedazzling. <laughs> yes. I knew right where you were going. I used, wow. a, I used a B in my word. I want to go on record as saying I said bedazzling. I guess that yeah. would be bedazzling, wouldn't it? Well, that is what that is. Is, that, is glitter edible? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there's some well, yeah. edible glitter. Is there? It's not gonna kill you one way or the other, yeah, but I don't hot. think I would. You would eat like a bowl of it. If but. I sat here and took a tire tube and just chug it down, mm, that would kill yeah. you. That might mess you up a little bit, but you know, just a little sprinkle a on a taco, you'd be good. You're fine. Okay. okay. Good. If you can eat the gold. I want to tell our listeners, please don't eat glitter based on this show. Uh, as the executive producer, I feel it's my responsibility to uh, this public service announcement to keep people from eating glitter. But, but it probably you, won't kill you, but we don't endorse it. Yeah. But vajazzling is we cool. Totally. We all endorse, Again, we're we neutral on the topics of bedazzling and vajazzling. That is all up to you and... You know, God bless you for whatever you choose I didn't bring it up. in life. Curtis, do you have a taco-related question? Uh, do you think Taco Bell is done finding different ways to put meat, cheese, and beans together? I don't think so. Because they don't seem to be out of ways to do that. No, it's it's a whole, I mean... They're they, not slowing down. Those mad scientists there, they are really going overtime with creating these creations even though the latest item on the menu is just a, a burrito which seems very boring they came out with these two new burritos which is oddly like groundbreaking yeah it's like wait a minute we're going <laughs> we're back gonna to the put basics chicken enchiladas inside a burrito it's like come on taco bell you gotta make it weird weirder than that you know you've you've got to up the ante like you always do I mean, yeah. they still have to make the Cap'n Crunch burrito, they have oh, the Frosted yeah. Flakes burrito. They, they have so much other branding. Glitter. 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 Glitter burrito. Glitter do they do anything holiday-wise? Like, you know, the Shamrock Shake at McDonald's or like a peppermint mocha at Starbucks. Does does Taco Bell do. do like a Lucky Charms taco for St. Patrick's <laughs> Maybe a gravy taco? <laughs> I mean, do they do any Come on down to Taco Bell. Lucky Charms taco. <laughs> the Lucky Charms taco. <laughs> It'll be there like next week now. Uh, yeah. Just no, in time for <laughs> Yeah, they're not done. Day. I'm sure they've got something cooked up in the spring that's just going to blow our minds and go there. They did it again. They Those sons of bees, they did it again. The Trix taco with yeah. the Trix rabbit. Would yeah. that be for April Fool's Day? Yes, because it's a trick. Always stealing his tricks. Yeah, yeah. April Fool's Day—that's a—that's a big time holiday <laughs> here in the Midwest. Of course. <laughs> well, guys, that about does it for the show. Thanks again for being on the show, Curtis. Uh, where can people find you on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter? Don't you have a, a Twitter? Uh, yes, um, I'm I'm K Seabolt on Twitter. S e a b o l d t on Twitter. And you're on the radio ten to two Monday through Friday. The program with Seren Petro. Uh, and on Sports think, Radio 810 WHB. Do you think the Chiefs will win this weekend? Yes. They're going to break it, the streak. Patrick Mahomes, how many touchdowns? Three. Three TDs. You think it's going to be close? Uh, I, 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 think, I don't think they'll – I say about ten points. Okay. I don't think they'll be walking away, but I don't think they'll be fretting at the end. You think we're going to get up by some, by like maybe two touchdowns, and then they come back a little bit, and then we yeah. end up winning in the end? That's what, I, that's what I'm seeing. Four, 14 nothing, 14 three start. Yeah. Indy gets it going. I'm saying yep. 27 17. Yep. Ari, where can people find you on, on, on social medias? On Facebook, it's Ari Ferrari. And on Instagram, I think it's Ari Colleen. Okay. Yeah. And this would be a perfect place to watch the game. This right? is the place to watch the game. Um, 14 TVs, I think there are in here. Fantastic drinks and food. We'll be having some entertainment that does not disrupt the gameplay at all. Don't you have DJs sometimes? We too? will have a DJ coming here at this 
next game, yes. And so before the game, and you can place the bets that you just asked about. And, you know, closest wins a prize. There's, cool. again, shots every touchdown. That's great. And then I will be the ones, every time there's a touchdown, I will just get on the bar and go, auga. Yes, auga. and we need you for that, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. So you have to be here. Now, what kind of music is the DJ playing? You know, is it mostly uh, early '90s hip hop? No, not mostly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, or is, it, or is it late '80s uh, trance music? There is no. It's not late '80s trance. I wouldn't call it that either. It was Gosh. Huey Lewis all the time. You'd be here all the time, right? Yes, if you would run the From album, the album sports, sports on repeat, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a sports bar. It's fucking very sits album. They, <laughs> <laughs> they do play the the stuff that you would hear at the stadium, the tomahawk chop and. Oh. All that, all that stuff, and then, you know, our DJs are very good at reading what the crowd would like. So start me up every kickoff and yeah. kickoff return? I, I make that a request. And maybe some Harry Nielsen? That would be nice. People don't share my, like, affinity to Harry Nielsen. <laughs> but, well, there's, like, there's, like, two songs. There's that one that everyone thinks is cool. Then there's the other one that almost everyone's like, oh, not that song. What? Can't Live. Oh, I can't. T- that song is like heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. But he has a lot. What about he has the one oh, yeah, from Goodfellas? He's written a hundred. We songs. can make each other happy. Is yeah. That yeah. yeah. There's a lot. A, he's, he's written a thousand songs. He's, what you, it's a fucking greatest hits album. But it is his greatest hits album. <laughs> Nielsen Schmielsen. Yeah, it's greatest fantastic. hits album. <laughs> Underrated man, that Harry Nielsen. <laughs> well, the, yeah, this is a great place. Hopefully, we have a long playoff run, and this uh, chapels will be a place to watch the Super Bowl this year. Even yes. if. I'm not going to say it. When Don't the, when say When the it. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. You started, uh, you made the prediction at, at when we did our Cincinnati Bengals Arrowhead, at, episode. Arrowhead episode. February 3rd, right here. Yep. Chapels. We will be here. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for, for having talking me. tacos with me, sure. Chris. Thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for telling us about your sad childhood again. <laughs> yeah, I keep doing that, don't I? Yeah, well, this Maybe is a place I should go see a talk therapist about it. instead of going on a podcast. <laughs> if they have good tacos. All right. Oh, it's good entertainment. What do you want? All right, well, go Chiefs, guys. Thanks a lot. Go Chiefs. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Chris, thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone here at Chapels for having us out today. Ari, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> thanks to Curtis Siebel. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. And thanks to the Bay and Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some tacos. tacos. Go.